What's going on, guys? Josh here. If you enjoy the show, the best way you can support us and what we're doing here and on Instagram is supporting us on Patreon. There's several tiers with several different perks, which include rankings, optimal players to draft, trade values, AMAs, and more. Or if you just want to partner with us in the simplest way possible, leave a review of the podcast and share it with a friend. Now, enough for me and enough of that. Let's hop into the episode. This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers podcast. Josh Johnson, Ben Watts. It's actually the brothers this again. time. It is the brothers. We are not just Ben <laughs> and Josh just gone. Though uh, sometimes I would back. prefer just Ben. Would you though? I mean, yeah. You know, I I'm not going to tell the people I think you, what you titled I think your audio you, last week. I think I think you missed the part where I care about you. <laughs> we are uh, together, kicking, talking fantasy football. Got together over the weekend. We had our uh, rookie draft, and I, I guess you could call For it our, our main, main home league. Yeah, it's the it's our first. Home it's league. really our first ever first ever league. Made it a dynasty league. How many years? Have how, we been many, how many is years is six this? Years now? Six. Six I think years. You're six. Um, yeah, that's wild. I guess it's not um, first ever fantasy league, but it's like, I guess our core friends from college. We all got together, made the league, and yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. We did a rookie draft, got some snags, got to laugh at some dumb picks. It was really funny. So in the in the post we did today, I mentioned that someone in the first round took Cole Komet. And, he will be nameless. Uh, right. He, we will not say his name, <coughs> Jacob. Uh, and so, you know, in the in the post, I used it kind of as a teaching moment. Like, OK, don't. Don't do that, and here's why. And here's Teaching what moment. Instead. Here's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, don't do that crap. Uh, and then somebody commented, wait, so somebody used this as a waiver ad? And I was like, uh, yeah, pretty much. I was like, what, yeah, pretty idiot? much. And I was like, welcome welcome to the show. Uh, so, yeah, that was a fun weekend. Uh, a lot of news broke over the weekend. A lot of crazy stuff. And yeah, some, we've got some wild things. Wild stuff. We've got a trade review, a lot of trades that you guys sent in that we'll be reviewing on the podcast today. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to hop into some news. Got a fair bit to go through over here. Probably the most notable story from the weekend, um, Brian Robinson Jr., literally two hours after he was announced as the starter by the Washington Commanders, was... um, shot in an attempted carjacking in Washington, D.C. He was shot twice, I think. He suffered two gunshot wounds uh, in the lower body. Not a whole lot of details about, like, recovery time or anything. Thank goodness it was not worse. Uh, as soon as... Like, yeah, he's I, he's I, okay, for the most part. He's He is okay, as far as we know. I was drawing parallels mentally, I guess, to Sean Taylor the whole time. I was like, my gosh. Like, oh, it's Lord. just. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I see the headline, Brian Robinson shot, and initially I'm like, Hol- like what in the world? You know, oh just my God. awful. Yeah. Um, obviously, Antonio Gibson did it. <laughs> but It was Antonio Gibson or an Antonio Gibson owner, one of the two. One of the two. Just um, in blind so, outrage. Yeah. So, obviously, that is – I mean, that's – that's just brutal for him. Um, they haven't. I mean, there's no real timeline for recovery, I guess. Yet, it's still, I guess, too early to know. But since this is a fantasy football podcast, we're gonna dive into the fantasy repercussions of it. Uh, so, Ben, in your mind, like this probably sidelines Robinson for at least the majority of the season, if not the whole season. Um, you know, what do you do with that backfield now yeah, that he's I mean, gone kinda, after all that happened? Yeah, I mean. I don't really know the severity of the injuries, so I mean, if as long as no ligaments were hurt or no bone, I mean, I I would imagine he could probably come back sooner once the just wounds are healed. But I don't, like I said, I don't know how bad it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good for Antonio Gibson. I'm still never gonna put him as high as you know people would want to be want him to be or. Even where he was at the end of la- at the beginning of last year, not even close. But he does have to come up some. Yeah, I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see Gibson probably jumping back into that mid, potentially high RB two range again, just because of the nature of the offense and the role that he and McKissick will play. Uh, it's probably going to be more of the same from last year, to be honest. Uh, until I think Robinson I'm comes uh, back and shakes it up. I think I'm a little more cautious on him just because I'm where he's going to jump up to. I'm still willing to be wrong on Antonio Gibson just because the way the team has, I guess, treated him this offseason and the role they've put him in. I'm I'm still scared and I really I don't want any part of it. I'm I'm happy to be wrong on him. I'm still not messing with him. Yeah, I think what uh, you'll see is now. Gibson owners will get a chance to trade him at decent value. Um, we'll get into some trades later. Which you there should is an do. Antonio, yes. Uh, but there, there is an Antonio Gibson trade on the show today, and I think what people are doing is they're panicking and selling him for garbage, garbage value. What's going to happen is he's going to probably produce. I mean, he's going to be productive just because he's six feet tall, nearly dang near 230 pounds runs under a 4-4 he's ridiculous and he's going to produce it's just going to be the nature of the beast especially when you give him the amount of touches that he's probably going to get Uh, even though the team obviously didn't want him to be the starter now that he is most likely going to be the uh, primary ball carrier for them he's going to produce so you know you're going to see weeks where he's a you know, scoring in half PPR formats, like, you know, 15, 16 fantasy points, uh, you know, two out of every four weeks, like that's probably going to happen again. So he's going to be, but there's still going to be that frustration too, just because, I mean, kind of like last year, JD McKissick's still there. So there's still going to be the frustration of having to deal with Antonio Gibson on your team is yes, he's good, but this dadgum backup is going to drive you crazy. Yeah, I think if there's any takeaway from this, it's wait for Gibson to string together a couple decent weeks and find somebody who thinks there's a chance it's a pattern 
and and try and get something good for him because you don't want to keep Gibson right now. It's too muddy. It's and too Brian Robinson iffy. will be back even if he misses this year. He will be back and be the presumed starter again. Probably, unless so. Gibson at best, you've bought yourself a whatever's the problem. You've bought yourself a year. Yeah. So do with that information what you will. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo today, actually, we're recording this on uh, Monday. What is today? August 29th. August 29th. Jimmy Garoppolo signed today a one-year – he basically restructured his contract. He didn't really sign a new contract. Um, but he's got a base $6.5 million guaranteed deal to stay – uh, in San Francisco, I think with incentives it can go up to like seventeen-ish million dollars. Uh, there's a no-trade clause in the restructure as well, so they're not going to move him. He's going to stay in San Francisco to be the quote-unquote backup for yeah, the Forty ers This is weird to me. This is odd, but it. Um, I guess on one hand I completely understand it, on and on the other hand I don't get it at all. And I think the two scenarios are they didn't get what they wanted for him in the trade market, and so they're going to sit pat. On the other hand, though, you announced your starter. You don't want to you know, have the guy who started for you last year still in the building. That seems like a recipe for disaster, especially when the team liked him. Like, you just – you don't want that in your locker room. Like, it just feels like it's going to set your new guy up for failure. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, and they can't. I don't know. Is you're not really turning Trey Lance loose either because you've got that backup plan in your pocket. So if you're Trey Lance, how do you? I mean, how do you feel about this? Because they spent all this to go get you. They'd say you're the starter, but they've got their backup plan sitting right there in your face too. Yeah, I mean, it feels like if. And this, honestly, I had Trey Lance in a Dynasty Superflex League, and this whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I traded him, um, I guess, probably eight months ago now, just because, like, there's just so much uncertainty surrounding the quarterback situation, and now today, that sort of validates that move, because, you know, if... If Trey Lance goes out and craps the bed one Sunday, like they're playing the they, Chargers They will somebody. put Jimmy Garoppolo in. Yeah, I mean, they've got a great quarterback. I mean, not great. He's a very solid starting quarterback in the NFL. You've got him sitting on your bench. Like, you're not just going to let Trey Lance crap the bed. Like, you're going to pull him and say, all right, we're going to run it back you're not, next you're week. You're not ready. For now, Jimmy, Jimmy G's Garoppolo. going out. Yeah. So that it feels like a little bit of a nightmare scenario for Trey Lance, Trey Lance owners. But also, on the other hand, I totally get why the 49ers did it as, as well, even though it's such an odd thing to do with the new guy yeah, in town. It's weird. And I, I, I don't get the no trade clause, too, because, like, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I, w- I would think I, you'd want out of there, right? I don't know. I mean, it seemed like the organization and Jimmy G had a good uh, relationship. It's not like there's a ton of other great options, but... There was probably only going to be two. There was going to be either Seattle and... Or Cleveland. Or or Cleveland. And I don't think they would have traded him to a division rival to let Jimmy Garoppolo beat them. No. Well, Seattle was not going to beat San Francisco. I mean, no. 
that that's a garbage team. But on the off chance that Seattle goes down there and beats them, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy doing it, like you just don't want that to ever be a possibility. I guess. But still, I mean, I think um, you know that, and I guess from Jimmy G's sake, it would suck too, because even if you went to um, Cleveland, you're still going to be replaced. You have an 11 week reprieve as a starter. But I mean, still, it's better than. Staying with a place that's clearly moving on from you. I don't know. It's a it's a yeah. weird situation. The Jaguars today traded LaVisca Chenault to the Panthers, which is a mildly interesting yeah. move, I think. It's it's something. Yeah. It's not nothing, but it's not a big thing either. Um, no. I mean, he goes to... I mean, I, really, I expect even less from Chenault now because he goes to... A more crowded room like he had a he had his shot to take over as a number one in Jacksonville and he didn't so now he's going yeah. to a team where there's a clear number one and there's also other good players like Terrence Marshall is talented so we're looking for him to take a step forward and Robbie Anderson is not bad either no I mean Robbie Anderson's fine obviously DJ Moore is locked into his role there Christian McCaffrey's locked into his um, and this is potentially where Chenault could not stick because I feel like everything that he does, Christian McCaffrey does a little bit better as a running back. So Chenault, like, he's kind of a gadget guy, but they've already sort of got that. And in they the have the ultimate back. gadget guy already. Yeah. So I don't know how much he's really going to factor into this offense. Theoretically, it gives them another option in maybe the screen game, short passing game, things like that. So it's probably good for the overall offense, but does he factor in really, you know, into the box scores? No. Is he going to steal work from somebody? He's, probably drop, he's droppable for fantasy. In Dynasty or Redraft, you can drop him. Yeah. The Dolphins cut running back Sony Michelle. Oh, today. also on the Jags. Oh, yeah. Uh, they released Laquan Treadwell, which is... That's such minor news that I glossed over it. <laughs> yes. All, all, uh, yeah. all I wanted to do is so I could say Christian McKirk is going to explode. Christian McKirk. We talked about him last week. The dude is going to get so many targets. <laughs> yeah, I think, what did he get, like 36% target share in limited, obviously limited I think action. It was, with I, think targets, it was, but still. I think it was 30%, but still, I mean, that's a ton. He's going to get a lot. Uh, I... I I imagine Trevor Lawrence is going to hyper, hyper, hyper target him this year. He's probably going to be, gotta a be good like for uh, Cooks. Yeah, and I imagine it's got to be good for ETN too, since even if James Robinson is the starter, like everybody's saying, ETN is going to have a big passing passing game role. Yeah. So most this likely. just solidifies it even more. Um, Dolphins got Sony Michelle. And that that leaves the depth chart okay. a little bit clear. <laughs> I had projected, I hadn't projected Sonny Michelle for much work, but now I've got I, he was getting a little bit, so now I've got to adjust that. Uh, but if nothing else, to me it means that they feel like Miles Gaskin is a decent depth piece because uh, Sonny Michelle, like say what you want about him, former first round pick, obviously didn't live up to that billing, but. He's, a he's not fine a bad player. Backup running back. Yeah, I mean, he's a decent player, in my opinion. He was really productive in limited work last year with um, the Rams. 
but uh, I don't know. I guess he was just the odd man out here in the system. It's kind of that West Coast. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the other players system. that we've got names here for, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moster, and Miles Gaskin. And, yeah, I would prefer pretty much all of those guys to Sonny Michelle anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Michelle probably just didn't fit the offense. He's not a speedster like these other guys are. No, they like, um, they like shifty guys who can cut through the hole and burst. Yeah. So, honestly, you'll probably see Sonny Michelle picked up by somebody, and that means – that some sleeper or somebody that you're excited about is going to lose value because of Sony Michelle. He's going to be a pest now at this point. Sorry about it. Which is just amazing. It's going to be so much fun when he gets picked Sorry. up by like, you know, the Chiefs and then Isaiah Pacheco. Like that's gone. <laughs> no. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be cool. <laughs> It'll be something like that. That's just the Pacheco miserable. hype train is getting out of control, guys. <laughs> um. Najee Harris apparently dealt with a Liz Frank sprain in the preseason. Remember that clip when somebody stepped on his foot? That was this. Um, But that happened about a month ago, so he's already pretty much done with the recovery for that injury. Uh, And as as far as I know, he didn't really miss any time in training camp, so it must have really not been that big of a deal. But he played in their final preseason game over the weekend. Um, Didn't seem to really be hindered too much in terms of his snaps played so it's one of those things where like it was a thing over the weekend but it really wasn't because it wasn't reported until a month after the injury um and keep like a obviously played a slight eye on it because it is something that can be re-injured but at the same time like i'm not really changing much it's kind of a a very back of your mind keep know that Najee harris dealt with that yeah, I mean, you see Liz Frank and you go, oh, my God, he's out for a year. But um, took ETN yeah. out. Took ETN out. Yeah, it, it took Chet Holmgren out over the weekend. I think I saw that. Dude was yeah. trying to block LeBron and destroyed his foot. And also, uh, Mac, same thing Matt Corral had, the rookie for the Panthers. Yep. Yeah, these things seem to be popping up pretty frequently recently. Um, so, yeah, I don't, it, something to monitor, I guess, but probably not much of anything. Not Not putting a ton of stock in it. No, Sam Darnold was carted off in the say it ain't so game against <laughs> against the Bills. say it ain't so. Wait, wait, are we saying he was he was going to be uh, fantasy relevant this year? Absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, Sam Darnold QB one, yeah. right? I don't know why you wouldn't say that. I mean, that doesn't seem Sam like Darnold. an outlandish I mean, he, thing to say. He's better than Josh Allen. It's ob- I mean, he's a better rushing quarterback. I think at one point in the year he had more rushing touchdowns than uh, Josh Allen did. So I mean, they already named better, uh, Baker the starter anyway. Yeah, well, this, I, this is really funny that we show. put this on here because it's really not news. Oh, it means absolutely nothing. It means Even if they didn't have Baker Mayfield, all. this would mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> No, they could start P.J. Walker and you'd get the same thing out of the quarterback. I think I would rather them start P.J. Walker because he's at least more fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah, so Sam Darnold out for a month means literally nothing. I think we put this here in as a joke. Uh, So, yeah. Someone laugh, please. I mean, he is a joke. (laughs) All right, we're going to hop into some trades that you all have sent in. Uh, these are fun ones. Uh, first trade in uh, Superflex half point PPR. 
Someone is sending Antonio Gibson in a 2024 third round pick for KJ Osborne, Chuba Hubbard, and a 2024 second. Ben, what say you? Gibson. Yeah, so this is awful. This is horrific. So if you're to And I don't like Gibson, but this that's a ripoff. This is really bad. Um Let's see. So if you're to if you're to break this up, right? The 2024 second obviously a little bit more valuable than a 24 third. But if you were to do like Chuba Hubbard and Oh gosh, it's it's divided up in such a weird way. If you're to do um KJ Osborne in a 24 second for Gibson and then the 24 third for Hubbard, like Gibson's worth, in my opinion, a lot more than KJ Osborne in a 24 second. And the 24 third for Chuba Hubbard is like just throw in garbage pieces. Um, yeah. This is bad. This is really, really not good because this is somebody Gibson, just panic sold Gibson. Essentially, yeah, you essentially got a second. That's what you wanted. Yes. This is this is not what you want to do. You don't want to sell your assets at their literal worst value for crap all in return. Um, and what you're getting is the wide receiver three for the Vikings, the running back three for the freaking uh, Panthers, and a second. Now that like, that comes bad. with an asterisk because Christian McCaffrey's going to be hurt. Well, we don't know that. And I I do think that it'll probably be Hubbard will be the backup. Devonta Foreman obviously hurts him, but I, I, I don't see how this they beats Chubbard or Hubbard. Yeah, but whatever. Chubbard? That's not it. Chubbard, <laughs> it works. Uh, it but that's work. neither here this, nor there. That's my own opinion. Is, I, you know, I've, I don't own Gibson everywhere. Like I'm not a Gibson truther by any stretch. Yes, you are. But, there is no because I don't want him. <laughs> I've got him in one league and I don't want to have him. But also, you can't just panic sell a guy for nothing. Like that's that is a recipe for losing your leagues. Is when you're trading people at their bottom dollar. Yeah, um, he's like the biggest hold in the NFL right now. Yeah, like with that one share of Gibson, I guarantee you, I'll trade him at some point. Because I, I do not want to have him on my roster. But it's not going to be when Brian Robinson is declared the starter. It's going to be when he rips off a 40-yard run and somebody goes, holy crap, Gibson's still got juice. And I'll be like, yes, he's never lost it. Uh, and I will trade him to somebody like that. Like last year, I did the same thing with uh, Robbie Anderson, right? Like it was this situation with Robbie Anderson. And then he had in week one a 50-yard bomb, and I found somebody that found that interesting and was able to trade Robbie Anderson to him. So it, just wait, just wait till he rips off a good play, trade him for something decent. This is garbage. Don't trade your players for their wait for him to rip off a play return, so you can rip off someone. Exactly. Uh, trade number That's two. The name of the game. Trey Lance and Travis Etienne and DJ Moore and Rashad White for Oof. Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, and okay. Drake London. <whistles> this one's a lot to unpack. I'll, I'll give That's you that. a big one. Yeah. Uh, mm, I actually don't know what aside I prefer here. So, looking at this one, breaking it down, Kyler Murray... Let's see here. 
If he were to let's pair up Kyler, Kyler is and Drake prob- London. Okay. Uh, I would imagine you could do Trey Lance and DJ Moore fairly equal to Kyler Murray, Drake London, right? Similar? Yeah, that's uh, that's probably pretty fair. Because I think Kyler worth more than Trey Lance, DJ Moore worth more than Drake London, right? Yeah, they're pretty pretty even footing, I guess. Yeah. I like I Drake mean, London. The, the difference, I, I don't know. Like, I guess that Kyler plus London side, you could add, or I'm sorry, the Trey Lance, DJ Moore side, you could add like a third to it, and it would be equal. Which is uh, Rashad Kyler, White. Drake London. So, which is right. So then it's Derrick Henry for Travis Etienne. So I guess that's how you could do it. You could do Trey Lance, DJ Moore, Rashad White, Kyler Murray, and Drake London. That's a wash. And then you're left with Derrick Henry for Travis Etienne. So um, this does not that specify whether too. it's a... Yeah, it doesn't specify, though, redraft or dynasty. I'm looking at this like it's a dynasty trade because Rashad White is not going to be in redraft. Yeah, that's um, what I'm assuming. So it's I'm assuming dynasty here. In this case, I probably take the uh, Lance Etienne Moore side um, because I would I would rather have Travis Etienne than Derrick Henry in Dynasty. With the caveat though that if I'm competing, I fully understand going that Kyler Murray Derrick Henry side. I think this is a really even trade overall. I think this is a good yeah. This trade. is good trade both sides. I I kind of lean maybe a little bit more to the Kyler side. But it is more of, I'm assuming if I'm doing this, I'm trying to win the whole thing. So, I'm for this season at least, I'm getting the best players in the deal because you're getting Kyler Murray, who's got QB one overall upside, and Derrick Henry, who's got running back one overall upside. Yeah, I I really probably comes down to what you feel about Travis Etienne because. A lot of this James Robinson situation, it's going to have people conflicted a bit on ETN's dynasty value. And, you know, if you believe ETN is the truth and he's a top eight dynasty running back, then you would take the ETN side because in dynasty, if this is one quarterback, I think in in a dynasty situation, Travis ETN possibly is the best player in the deal. Um but you know if you're competing i totally understand wanting to get derrick henry problem is with derrick henry you're getting him and like he's just a player that's going to go out to pasture on your roster like you're not going to be you assume you assume this is you're getting derrick henry for a year and even then like you're going to try and move him next year and you're not going to get crap for him i mean he's going to be a 29 year old running back who knows what travis etn's value I mean, I'm assuming it's only going to go up after this season because he'll be he'll right. have had a healthy season to play. Hopefully, so you got yeah, you I, had two players on different trajectories for their career. Right, and then we we sort of glossed over Rashad White, but Rashad White is a pass catching running back who had an absurd absurd college profile. Yeah. Um, and Leonard Fournette you know, likely will not be with Tampa Bay next year. I mean, he. I don't know what the cap situation is for him. Like, I don't know what they can cut him for next year, I guess is what I'm getting at. He just signed a three-year yeah, contract. I, oh, he, oh, was it three-year? I thought it was one year. No, I think it was, it was like a three-year $30 million kind of thing. Oh, dang. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
So I think Fournette is probably around for, you know, this year and next year, and then maybe gone afterward. But Rashad White, I think, is a good dynasty stash piece. Um, you know, as a throw-in player in a deal like this, I like getting him. Um, so, yeah, I I think I go the Lance Etienne more white side of this deal. Um, but, you know, this one, I think you could go a little bit either way on it. I think that's a good It's a fair trade. I'm not upset at either team for this. Yeah. And uh, if it's super flex, I mean, it, it probably changes a lot, too, because you're Kyler becomes the most valuable piece in the deal right yeah and i guess if it's super flex does it change how you feel about the trade because you're getting i mean you're getting probably a top 10 quarterback in return although kyler's probably top five so yeah i the kyler derrick henry side is definitely a competing side of this offer and I could totally see the Lance ETN more like that. That could be more of like a rebuilding team. And if that's the case, like you just, you know, young quarterback, young running back, Rashad White is a young stud. Well, potentially. And DJ Moore's not old. Right. DJ Moore's like 24, 25 years old. So. Like he's 25. Um, yeah, that's that's great. You get, a, you know, a solid four more years out of DJ Moore. So, yeah, I, I probably just would depend on roster makeup. Uh, for your we need to move on because we're gonna and... keep going back and forth on this one. <laughs> we will. That's a good trade. That's how uh, you. That's how you know it's a fair trade is when like you spend twenty minutes talking about I don't know which side I prefer. <laughs> uh, all right, Austin Eckler and Tyree Kill for Brees Hall and DeAndre Swift Oof. in Dynasty PPR. Oof. Holy God. Oof. This is really bad. Okay. Brees Hall and DeAndre Swift are both top five dynasty running backs, in my opinion. Um, they are, in dynasty, the two best players in this deal. And you're getting them for old guys that are currently stuck. You traded. This is, this is I, really bad. I get this year, this year it may be Eckler and Tyree Kill. However, I, I mean, even this year, I think Hall and Swift aren't far off of them. And you just traded two assets that aren't fall, far off from Eckler and Hill. You traded two older declining assets for two pretty close younger ascending assets. So, yeah, this is an easy win for the Swift side. Yeah, so for reference, I've got DeAndre Swift as my dynasty running back two. And let's see here. Brees Hall's my dynasty running back six. Um, Austin How Eckler. ahead of him? Uh, I've got Christian know, McCaffrey and Najee Harris. Okay, you have McCaffrey and Javante. Okay. And, uh, Javante that was the one I didn't know. Yeah, so this is this is very one-sided for me. I think if you're, like, regardless if you are competing or rebuilding, it doesn't matter. And I, if, I and guess and I, I get have, it for your competing, but if you're competing no. by... Uh, what what am I trying to say here? Like, if you're trying to get if you're if you have DeAndre Swift and Brees Hall and you're competing and you're trying to push your team over the edge, like I I don't think I still would do that because DeAndre Swift and Hall are just going to keep your championship window open for three four more years, whereas Hill and Eckler like this more so for Eckler than Hill like this may be the last year that they can get you there. 
Yeah, and I mean, I love Eckler. Like, I've got a share of Eckler on a competing roster. He's awesome. That I have tried to get, and I can't do it. Yeah, but you also haven't offered DeAndre Swift. If you throw DeAndre Swift at me, I'm going to blink. <laughs> um, you know, Brees Hall is worth more than Eckler in a vacuum in Dynasty. And DeAndre Swift is worth a hell of a lot more than Tyree Kill in Dynasty. So, yep. you know, you're losing in both situations here. Like, the only possible scenario where I could see you wanting to get the Eckler Hillside is if the rest of your roster is absolutely loaded. Like, I say, you is, better have Jonathan Taylor on that roster, too. You better have something because. If you're you better have Taylor guys, and it's, Jefferson kind of stuff. Yeah, it's basically saying I'm probably going to win, but getting these two guys just kind of makes it all. You but just punted two top five assets away. Gosh. So yeah, um, I think though, in like any scenario, any format, Brees Hall, Swift, winning or competing, is, this is not close. Yeah. Um. Trade number four, Damian Pierce and Saquon Barkley for Whoa. Travis Kelsey. Woof. This one's yeah, bad that again. Makes, that makes sense. Hold on. You, you, you think, tell me which way you think this is bad, and then I'll tell you. This is bad because uh, I prefer the, the Barkley-Pierce side pretty significantly. Okay. Um, See, I... I'm kind of in the middle because I get why you prefer the Barkley Pierce side. However, I think people have come down a little too far on Kelsey to get a guy like him that is truly a difference maker. This is what it costs. Like I've I've run for at Kelsey in several dynasty leagues and cannot get him because these are the kind of prices that guys are asking for, and I I don't blame them. If you want Kelsey. Even at 32 years old, you are going to have to pay. I understand wanting to get a lot for Kelsey, um, but to me, he's just not worth that. Like, and also the other part of this is the person who sent this in didn't specify redraft or dynasty, so that that sort of changes this quite a bit. If this is dynasty, it's like Barkley Pierce for me, and it's like not even remotely close. Um, just because Kelsey's age, like how long can you expect elite production from him? If you're a competing like, dynasty roster though, and you have Damian totally Pierce and Barkley, like, maybe Barkley's your RB two, but your tight end is like a Dallas Goddard. I, if I'm, if I'm truly competing, I think I would send that in the dynasty league to get me someone like Kelsey to just absolutely put my team over. I get it. I also don't understand why there's not a tight end involved in this trade coming back for the guy sending out Kelsey. Like that's that's fair. A little bit odd, you know. Like I I acquired Kelsey in a league this off season, um, and I'm pulling it up now. What I sent I sent away. I think you sent Hawkinson. Hawkinson. I did, and Keenan Allen. Um, and that got it done, but. You know, something like that where obviously that was a dynasty trade. So in that case, I've got the competing roster and I am basically 
tearing up from Hawkinson for just Keenan Allen, which is like, that's really palatable. But here you are acquiring your competing tight end for a top five running back this year. I'm going to just stake my claim to that. Good and lord, Damian that's Pierce, spicy. Who, top five? It, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced Saquon is going to. I would like to stake my claim at the beginning of the year that you are an idiot, but we'll move on. <laughs> we need to have some kind of water bet here on Cortland Sutton finishing and Saquon Barkley finishing, just see where we end up. I'm fine with that. We'll do a, what we'll do, a case of Dr. Pepper that, uh, how about this? Case of Dr. Pepper that Saquon Barkley finishes top five and then uh, another one that Cortland Sutton finishes top ten. I will take that. Bet. You heard it here. Okay. Um, so I guess back to the trade. <laughs> uh, so Damian Pierce is, I think, the really interesting bit in this because I think if it were Saquon for Kelsey straight up, you'd be thinking about it because you're, I mean, you're going elite running back to elite tight end. And so I, and this is where I wish that whoever sent this in would have included some settings as well, because that somewhat dictates how this one can go. Because, you know, if it's redraft, I would understand going after Kelsey a bit more, even though more often than not, I'm going to take the elite running back over the elite tight end. Like I know Kelsey gives I you think the positional if, advantage, but I think if it's redraft and it's like Barkley or Pitts, I think I lean Barkley, but I would still probably draft Kelsey in a redraft league before I would draft Barkley. That's just me. Maybe call me crazy if you want, but I think I would. See, I wouldn't. Like if I'm assigning redraft picks to it, I'm not taking Kelsey till like probably the mid second. Um, and I'd be willing to take Saquon at the end of the first round this year. See, I'm still willing. I'm still willing to spend like the those late first round picks on Kelsey, and then heck, I can probably get Saquon later on in the second. So I'm still leaning Kelsey here. But that I guess uh, that's then, not really the point. <laughs> yeah, but then even on top of that, you're adding in Damian Pierce, who's going as like a sixth round pick right now. Um, so if it's a redraft trade. I take the two running backs because I guess like, so what is Pierce really? Well, in redraft, he's probably. I don't know if he's a top twenty-four running back yet. There's a lot of people that think he is, and like he looks the part. He was efficient, but he only had eleven carries in the preseason. So we are losing our minds over a very small sample. Granted, it was like seven and a half a carry, but still, yeah, he looked good. Super but- small sample. I mean, who? There was somebody last year I'm thinking of looked great in the preseason. Zach Wilson looked good in the preseason last year. <laughs> well, Saw how that turned out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think in, in Dynasty, I take the Barkley side. And in Redraft, I would also probably take the Barkley side. Um, if I'm assigning just, like, if I just go Redraft pick value here, let's say, you know, Kelsey goes for kicks and giggles, let's say he goes like the 202. Saquon Barkley for kicks and giggles goes to the two hundred four. Damian Pierce is a sixth round pick, so if would you take a, an additional sixth to move back two spots in the second round? I think I would. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'll give you that. Um. So yeah, I I think I understand why you might want to do it, 
if you think you've got a shot to win it all, like Kelsey. Kelsey is definitely a crowning piece. He has to be the piece that you're missing to win it all. Right. And I guess that's that the is. I guess that's the lens I'm looking looking through is unless like unless this person's a, just a madman and says like you know my team's not very good, you know who I need? Kelsey. Let's go get him. <laughs> but <laughs> right. uh like it's I'm assuming if you're willing to do this, you think you've got a shot and you're like I need Kelsey to put myself past the guy who I think's ahead of me like okay, yeah. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, I kind of agree there. So, uh, last one, we got Dalvin Cook and A.J. Dillon in PPR redraft format for Big Christian names. McCaffrey. Ooh. Big time stuff. Um, uh, I think this is kind of the similar situation to the Kelsey trade we just talked about. A little bit, yeah. You're taking a... Kind of like I said, I prefer Kelsey to Barkley, so I prefer McCaffrey to Cook, but you're also getting the caveat of on the downgrade side of McCaffrey to Cook, I also get an upgrade at a different position on my team with A.J. Dillon. So, yeah, you're probably... And A.J. Dillon's going like as a fourth-round pick, so you're going from Christian McCaffrey, who's 101-102, and Dalvin Cook is mid to late first... So you're downgrading, yeah. you're trading back there, but you're also picking up an extra fourth round pick. Yeah, so in in redraft this year, AJ Dillon is like the first running back out of the dead zone that I'm willing to draft. Him and like Chase Edmonds are the two. Like if I go if if I go zero running back, I'm trying to get AJ Dillon and Chase Edmonds as my running backs this year. Cause I, I think they're both really good. And I think AJ Dillon is going to be productive for fantasy this year. Um yeah. so yeah, I you're moving back. I like to assign pick values to it to kind of take the names out of it and the emotion out of it. Um, Christian McCaffrey, let's say, is the 101. Dalvin Cook is probably the 105, 106 maybe. Um, So you're moving back five spots in the first round and you're picking up an additional, let's say, Dylan's a fifth. Um, Maybe I would do that. We'll we'll give him the benefit. He's He's a fourth round pick. So... I think if you're in your draft, that's that is a that's something you think about. That's that's not an automatic accept. Because like if I'm moving back four spots, five spots in the first round, I'm trying to pick up an additional second or something like that. Which oh is obviously God. like you are ambitious, sir. But it happened. Like you know, we we had a startup draft. Yeah, this I year mean, it can guy, it can happen. You're right. You know, I I think he did something like a first startup and a fourth startup pick for a second and a third or something like that um so you know yeah i probably take the cook dylan side here yeah i I think i do too you want to do one more yeah let's do one more which one you want to do let's do uh i'll let you pick six seven eight you pick uh Let's go six. I think there's okay. more to unpack in that one. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Cam Akers and Kadarius Tony for Cortland Sutton and Damian Pierce redraft trade, not a dynasty trade. Uh, Cam Akers and Kadarius Tony for Cortland Sutton and Damian Pierce. Where do you land on that? That one, that's kind of why I picked it because I still don't know. Um, I definitely yeah. prefer Pierce to Tony for sure. 
Um, it comes down to I do you take Sutton over Acres? That's where I don't know. I trust the safety, I guess, of Sutton. But I think Acres in a vacuum has a higher ceiling just because of the offense. He's the starting running back on the Rams offense. I think I, I honestly, I think I might lean the, yeah, I definitely lean the court and Sutton side now that I'm thinking about it. Because I think Pierce, Pierce will be safer than Tony was, and I think Sutton is probably safer than Acres. Potentially, um, I think if this is PPR, I I do lean Sutton pretty easily. Um, the issue is I I understand and fully recognize that running backs are king and have PPR scoring, and so if Cam Akers achieves his upside. Or at least achieves like his real, like a realistic projection of Cam Akers is say like a thousand yards back. and eight touchdowns. Yeah, I mean like probably. I mean worst case scenario is obviously he gets hurt or Darrell Henderson takes over the role. But like a very a non optimistic view of it is that Akers is the lead running back in a committee for the Rams, which I think is still a valuable role, but it obviously lowers the potential ceiling here. Um, so if that's the case, like he's he's a good, not great fantasy asset. Kadarius Tony, I I still don't really know what you've got with him. Like he was obviously phenomenal when he played last year, but he, he had played last year much and he hadn't been on the field much in training camp either because of injuries so yeah and you're gonna see a healthy saquon barkley they added wandale robinson there's too many question marks there yeah and pierce is definitely over him yes i i would take damian pierce over tony right now um and you're right like sutton you know what you have um with acres you don't really exactly know what you've got so even though i probably tend to lean running back over receiver in those push sort of situations. I think I mean, I I just made a water bet that Corlin Sutton's a top 10 wide receiver this year. So, yes, you, you, you're not allowed really to good. not pick the Sutton side. <laughs> I Yeah, I obviously believe he's going to be really, really good. But I think uh, um, I mean, just for the pure fact that of you are getting a running back in this trade where you're in the on the Sutton yeah. side, where you're getting a running back that's upgraded from Kadarius Tony, and you're getting an asset in Cortland Sutton, that I feel a little bit safer in with Acres. So you still have a good uh, running back that should be good, and you just upgraded your wide receiver. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. So yeah, probably the Sutton Pierce side of this. It's not a. It's a pretty. I don't know that it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Even. I'm not saying like the acre side is bad. Like that's not a bad trade. No, no, that's that's still a good trade. I, I would not blame the guy taking acres here because there's going to be people that look at it like, well, with Cam Acres, I might get a chance at Todd Gurley level production, and like, I don't think that will happen. That is a one percent scenario, and but it's not that, that you know it's going to score so much, and he's. Yep probably their lead running backs like that's just valuable like he doesn't even have to be good and it's still a valuable asset and we have seen tony explode for big games with the giants so 
I guess you're betting on you're betting a lot on breakouts for the Cam Akers side, whereas you're playing it a lot safer on the other one. But if if the breakout happens, then yeah, you just massively won that trade. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. Um, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, if you have any more trades you want us to review, definitely send those. We'll probably do another uh, trade review here soon. Um, probably one more time. One yeah, more time before are, we really fun. kick things into gear. We are, my gosh, we're close. This this time we're next so week, we will we're be days four away. days. Holy crap. We probably should do one more mock draft before the season starts. I feel like that'd be... Yeah, like uh, maybe maybe we'll do that shot. Wednesday because that'll be really when draft season kicking up. is like right the week before everybody's getting them in kind of thing. Sounds like a blast. So uh, that'll be it for us. If you enjoy the episode, definitely tell your friends about it. Follow us where you can do that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave a review if you enjoy the show. Tell your friends. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram as well at fantasybrothers underscore. And if you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers. We'll see you later this week when we're hopping into a mock draft, getting ready for football time. Uh, we'll see you then. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.